God is a person and God is a personal being. That's what we looked at in our previous talk. And it is a, a necessary thing for us to correctly understand the being of God, the nature of God's being. What kind of a being is God? Because it is very detrimental. It has, uh, you know, significance and impact on our life in this world and into the coming world. And also we have noted that only if God reveals facts about himself, we will be able to rightly understand him. And we, that is why we are looking at the Bible, which is the self-revelations of God recorded under inspiration. And therefore, it is recorded uh, without any error in it. Okay, it is an inerrant record of God's self-revelations. And therefore, it cannot mislead us. It is infallible. And at the same time, it is authoritative because it is revelations of God given by the, you know, the, the supervision of God and recorded without error. Therefore, that document is becoming authority over everyone's life. Bible is not the authority for those who are accepting it as God's word. Bible is the authority over every human individual because God, that is the words of God to humanity. It is the words of God to every human individual on the face of the earth. Therefore, we are, we are, we are continuously looking at the Bible to see what does this book say about God and his being. So we have seen that Bible very clearly and graphically presents that God is a personal being. Over against the idea that God is a force, God is a, you know, abstract entity, He is impersonal, etc. Those are all not correct. As we have looked at, if God is not a person and a personal being, we are not at all benefited by it. There is no use for us in the fact that God is an impersonal being. God needs to be a person. Then only there is any benefit we have with God. Another interesting truth that we equally have to look at is that God is an eternal person. God is an eternally existing being. God's existence is from eternity. The Bible makes it very clear. One of the ancient um, uh, writers, Moses, he has stated that from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Before the, the, the mountains or anything was created, you are God. God is an eternal being. The Bible makes it very plain that God's existence is eternal. He is an eternal and everlasting being. God has a never-ending existence. From everlasting, it means God predates creation and his existence extends endlessly backward. However far back we would like to go, we see God still there. God is an eternal being and his existence is even beyond creation. And to everlasting means God will exist endlessly into the future. He never goes out of his existence. And that is why he is God. God shall be a person and God shall be an eternal uh, person at the same time. And that is the reason why, you know, because God is existing endlessly always, what are the benefits we have? Being the eternal God, he is omniscient. Being the eternal God, he is dependable. 
being the eternal god he has sovereign authority do you understand that being eternal god is omniscient he knows everything the end from the beginning he knows okay he is complete understanding he has complete understanding over every aspect of the universe and everything that is happening including the future god knows the past the present and the future he knows both the actuals and the possibles he knows what is happening what would have happened given the situations are different god has the 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 you know uh, incomprehensible knowledge he is omniscient at the same time being eternal he is dependable okay we he you know he he predates uh, from creation and his uh, existence is endlessly into the future we can wholeheartedly depend on god because none of us do have that uh, you know eternal existence and our people who does not know the future who cannot be depended just because of that but god is dependable being eternal and the same truth brings god as the sovereign authority over everything god is the sovereign authority he has absolute authority over every you know aspect of existence of this universe and humanity the bible starts with the statement that in the beginning god in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and that is a very powerful statement you know why that statement negates different concepts of god that are existing in our human realm it uh, you know in the beginning god it negates atheism atheism is a denial of god's existence those who are atheists would say that there is no god but the very first statement of the bible takes for granted the existence of god therefore it denies atheism it also denies polytheism polytheism means you know believes in many gods you know from greek or roman culture onwards we saw the from the ancient uh, civilizations onwards people had belief in many 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 different gods but the biblical statement is undercutting and negating that view in the beginning god the person of god is there not many 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 different gods in the beginning there is god okay the person of god is existing not many gods so it negates atheism it negates polytheism it also negates agnosticism agnosticism means you know there may be a god but we are not able to know him anything at all so we can't know god at all that is the position called agnosticism okay not possible to know god no the very first statement of the bible is telling that you know in the beginning god and he is there that means he can be known we can know him also it denies pantheism in uh, oriental philosophies this idea is very much there okay pantheism pantheism is telling that you know uh, all is god and you know god is all that is not true the creation is distinct from god and god is separate from the creation god and the creation god and the universe is not just one and the same 
We don't find God in every object that we are coming across in, in our day-to-day uh, -day living. God is not there in the tree, in the plant, in the flower, in the air, in, the, in, the, uh, in a chair, in the table, in the house. No. God is separate from the creation. In the beginning, God, and that God who is separate from the creation, he is bringing everything into existence. So God is not to be found within the objects of the creation. Rather, he is outside of the creation. So it denies pantheism. Equally, it denies panentheism. Panentheism means all is in God and God is in all. That means everything is within God. No, that is not what that biblical statement says. In the beginning, God. Everything is not within God. You know, God is not in everything. God is distinct from it. God is separate from it. He is different from it. He is above that. He is above that. So, we should recognize that, uh, uh, you know, the Bible is presenting that God is a person. And God is an eternally existing person. And one more thing we need to look at. God is eternally existing, but what is the origin of God? That is a nice question to think about, isn't it? Who made God? And we know that, that question itself is, you know, invalid. You know why? If there is an origin for God, God is no longer God. Because the one who made him becomes God, right? There can't be any origin of God. So God is the uncaused cause. The uncaused being. Nobody caused him. He exists from eternity to eternity. He exists from everlasting to everlasting. God exists. There is no beginning for God. Nobody made God. God cannot be made. God is an eternally existing being. And equally we have to remember one thing. Some, sometimes you know people without giving much thought. They, they used to say that God is a self-caused being. God is a self-caused cause. That is a wrong idea. Why? If God is self-caused. You know. Then he has a beginning. Then he you know stops to become eternal God. He has a beginning. Anything that has got a beginning is not eternal. Okay? It is temporal. Therefore, God is not a self-caused cause. Rather, he is an uncaused cause. He is the uncaused being. Okay? The ground of God's being is within himself. He exists by himself. No one brought him into existence, including himself. Nor does anyone or anything but himself sustain his existence. Okay? We, see, we read in the Bible that God has life in himself. He says that God does not need to be given life because he is self-existing and has life in himself. We all depend on many different things for sustaining our life, isn't it? We need uh, uh, air or oxygen. We need water. We need food. We need good living environment. All this contributes to our existence, our living and our life. But God does not need any of these things. Every living thing is dependent on someone or something else for their existence. But God is independent and, in, and existing in himself. The biblical testimony for self-existence of God is also taught in statements that teach God's independence in purpose, in desires, independence of his will, etc. Therefore, God is above that, above, above you know, any necessity of dependence. 
God as a necessary being never comes into existence or goes out of existence and depends on nothing to maintain his being. So, we need to recognize that God is a personal being and he is an eternal person and he is a self-existing being. He is an everlasting person and he is a self-existing being and his existence is from everlasting to everlasting. That is the truth about God which we need to understand and such a God alone is useful for us. Such an understanding, such a person of God is beneficial for us. Give some thought about it my dear friends. Thank you for listening. God bless you.